You're talking out loud. Just talk your normal voice. Testing, testing. This is my normal voice. This is not your normal voice. <laughs> this is my normal voice! <laughs> That's it. <laughs> hey! Welcome to the Ship Talk Podcast. My name is Trevor Shipman, and on this show, you're going to hear about things like communication, growth, and relationships. So turn up, tune in, and let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. Um, Today, I have got um, one of my favorite people here from Cartersville. She is uh, a local entrepreneur. She owns her own business, Mustard Seed Adoption Consultants, where she is an advocate for um, adopting families and uh, placing babies that might not have a home or might grow up in uh, a home that could be broken and and puts those babies and families that love them and take care of them um, and will bring them up with uh, a spiritual background and uh, a huge focus on faith. So today I have my amazing friend and basically sister, Jessica Yay. Gilmer. <laughs> hey guys, so happy to be here. Thanks all so much for inviting me to come here. I'm like super honored, but encouraged to be an encouragement so yes so and i'm really excited to have you on uh we've got a lot of projects that you and i are going to be working on um in the future here which will help build the context on top of um this episode just the beginning it sure is and we've got a lot of things planned so i have some basic questions that i ask everybody and um so i want to start with telling everybody what kind of parents did you grow up with I grew up in a wonderful Christian home. My family, um, I am the oldest of um, two kids, um, biological, and one through love. Um, I have two brothers, and um, we grew up in a a beautiful Christian home going to church. Um, Frequently, we were good friends with our church family and um, our church pastor and everybody. So kind of growing up, just not only just sitting in the rows, but also having those spiritual influences outside of the church also, um, and kind of being able to see, um, kind of walked through and mapped out of spiritual focus. So that's kind of where my background started, um, is growing up, growing up there. My parents were both saved, um, as adults. And so I think that me coming along shortly after it was, they were on fire and everything was, you know, they were, they were really on, on fire for the Lord. And it was a a huge ground, um, not groundbreaking because I guess I was groundbreaking, <laughs> but groundbreaking when not to par- no, 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 no. I mean, parenting, <laughs> I mean, parenthood, like parenthood being groundbreaking, like that being a whole mm-hmm. new ball game and a whole new level of, of life to experience. Um, but right. But, but it was, it gave them a great foundation for how to raise children. Right. Because they were sure. on fire. It was, it was fresh. It was right there and renewed in their minds. So, so um, I have um, had lots of conversations recently with people that are empathetic to the understanding that the Bible isn't everybody's foundation. Sure. Um, sure. But a, a lot of things, and especially uh, one thing that my friend Tim Abbott will always say is, even if the Bible itself and Christianity and Jesus is not your foundation, um, the the content that's inside that book is great for building 
relationships. It's great mm-hmm. for building a business. It's Absolutely. great for um, building uh, relationships with friends, with family. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much practical uh, information in there. Sure. So would you agree with that on a parenting level? Absolutely. If I, there are there are days where scripture is like the only thing that's keeping me from client, crying in the closet with the door shuts <laughs> and little fingers coming underneath, mommy. <laughs> and that's like, so I'm like, children are a gift from the Lord. In the fetal position, just rocking back and forth saying, children are a gift from the Lord. <laughs> I prayed for these children. No, there are so many days where it is just so trench work. It's, it's kingdom work, but it's some days you're just in the trenches and you're like, the only thing that I can do to get out of this is just to to read the scripture and to go through and to listen to other mamas say, this is what I went through and this is how, you know, mm-hmm. from biblical concepts of how this came full circle for me. And then it kind of starts to make sense. Mm-hmm. And looking at it from a graceful perspective of all the crap that I've done, let's be real, mm-hmm. crap that I have done right. and the grace that I'm given makes it super difficult to not give grace to little kids that don't understand and don't know and don't have that foundational base. So, yes, so so absolutely, I would agree with that. So do you still own your blankie from when you were a baby? I do not. I do have my bunny, though. Oh, that's sweet. I have a bunny. He's really sweet. His name is Cooper, and he has a blue little sweater. And I don't know where he is currently because we just moved, but <laughs> but I do have him somewhere. <laughs> I'll have to localize Cooper him. the bunny. Cooper the bunny. Yeah, I don't really know why his name was Cooper, but so what was? I know you're you you have a profession professional position now. Um, so for for those of you that can hear what's going on in the background, <laughs> I have three Great Pyrenees dogs in my house. And uh, for those of you that understand what a Great Pyrenees is, I don't have a farm either. I don't have a farm. <laughs> they stay in my house at all times and they bark at everything. So probably a plastic we'll just, bag wreaking havoc on the driveway 100 <laughs> percent. a leaf flew by leaf. the camera <laughs> that leaf was gonna kill us all though <sighs> anywho so it. uh forgive the background noise but um anywho so now you function as um the operating officer for um mustard seed adoption consultants yes and you're a stay-at-home mom yes. but what was your first job ever my very first job was a secretary at my dad's business my dad owns his own electrical contracting company down in Charleston, and I did some filing and paperwork and was told if I was late again that they were going to fire me. Oh. <laughs> and I was late to that meeting where he said he was going to fire me. <laughs> and then the subsequent meeting after that, I was a, a good 17-year-old, uh. just didn't have, like, why do I need to be here? Why do I, what's, and I see now that it was foundational work again, but mm-hmm. I didn't see that then. So yeah, that was my first job. So speaking to that, how did that position prepare you for um, what you were going to become later um, <laughs> as as a blogger, as mm-hmm. a uh, social media, really influencer uh, with people, with communicating with people? Oh gosh. Well, I wouldn't say influencer. I don't know that anybody really <laughs> wants to mimic what I do half the time, but I, um, <laughs> like, it's just crazy, but we're, we're honored to live it. But at the same time, I'm like, we just try to be as real as possible. Mm-hmm. I think that what, in regards to social media and things of that nature, I think back then it was just Facebook, um, mm-hmm. which a lot of people have strayed away from it. Some people are still kind of Facebook fans, like they're fanatics and they're just kind of all about it. So in regards Did the to the accountability media, um, of working for your dad mm-hmm. um, help you to build some self accountability? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Self accountability for sure. Because I think it was now working for myself. It doesn't, it's not that I'm late to work or I'm not late to work in that aspect. Um, but it was, it's also a lot of, 
um, accountability when it comes to being time management and different things like that and not allowing um, myself to stray outside of my margin. When we have family time, we have family time. We have this, we have that. We right. have, you know, we set a time for a life group with church and we have a small group of of believers in our community that we're required, we are called to have relationships with. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those things come with margin and come with territory. But when it comes to, I think my, my very first job as a secretary did kind of come full circle in the aspect of, hey, if I don't have this margin and I don't encourage myself to go to bed at all time, I'm going to be late the next day. And while it was kind of a silly thing at the time, like, well, it's, I'm 17, I'm 18, just let me just live. I want to just do my thing. And I thought I knew it all. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> no clue. I had physically no clue what I was doing. Um, but it was such a blessing too, because now looking back on it, we are business owners. And so I think more so just from social media aspect, now that being more of a big thing, because back then my dad built his company off word of mouth mm-hmm. and showing up, doing the job, doing it right, doing it for what you said, kind of thing. So, and then doing what you said, not just doing it for what you priced, but doing it for what, doing what you said you were going to do. And I think that's where the accountability comes through for me is social media plays a quote unquote word of mouth parallel these days, Mm -hmm. but it does, it's not quite the same as it used to be. And in a good way, I think if my dad's business had a social media presence back in the seventies and Mm eighties, it would be a whole nother place right now. Um, and, and we're grateful. He's grateful for what he has, but it's just funny to sit back and say, if I could have got, you know, (laughs) followers and things of that nature and that regard it would have been a little bit different but um but I think when it comes to the accountability that I received it was more so about watching my parents model this margin and this um this respect for family time and not answering the phone after six o'clock or doing different things like that um and social media makes it really hard to do that because you have Instagram notifications Facebook notifications email notifications text messages phone calls there is multiple different facets to get a hold of someone and when you really need to get a hold of them um, and so I think that with social media presence and stuff, it can kind of help. Hey, you know what? I don't need to te- I don't need to read that at this time. Yeah. I don't know if any of this is helpful. Yeah, one, one, one thing that I, I really do respect about you, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, um, is your, your segmentation that, that you have and how intentional you are sure. about having that family time. Yes, you're on, you're on Facebook and Instagram all the time, sure. but you, we can watch you spending time with your family right. and- this is this is a bittersweet thing for me. It it annoys me about you, but <laughs> at the same time, I have so much respect for it that you have. I'm whatever... always happy to annoy you. <laughs> I know. I whatever... wake up today. I'm like, how can I annoy Trevor today? No. <laughs> I got now we're with him. No. We're gonna have a lot of fun. So, um, whatever that setting is on your phone, where um, it you have no notifications when you're driving mm. and it seems that every single time that I call you mm-hmm. you're driving mm. um and I get that voicemail that says I'm driving right mm-hmm. now right. Um, okay, my phone. Yeah. yeah so it's, but I do really respect that about mm. you that you. you are so intentional about that and it's not just I don't think just from what I see in you I don't think that it's just the safety aspect sure, of sure, being absolutely. in a vehicle, sure. but it, which is huge, mm. but it's also being intentional in the moments with your kids. And that's safety too. A hundred percent. It looks a little different. It's, yeah. It is a seatbelt though. And there's, I think, and I appreciate you saying that, but um, as a disclaimer, we're not perfect about it. But what we do is I'm intentional about being intentional. Mm-hmm. And I know that that doesn't make sense. So I'll explain it. But like, it's, it's me saying, Hey, what time is it? Okay. 
I can do this call from two to four when my kids are napping and that's okay. That has to be okay. Mm-hmm. The house is not on fire. Everything's going to be all right. I can't get this moment back with my kids, but they love me so much better. And I appreciate the cute things they're doing so much better when they have napped mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have had some time to myself, whether that's adult conversation working or whether that's, you know, do, taking a bath or whatever, whatever that reading a book, whatever that yeah. looks like, but being intentional about segmenting my time to where I can say, I'm not going to get in the bed tonight and go, did I have a full conversation with you? Did I hear what Jude's heart said? It's hard to have a conversation with Kellerwin because she's only two and a half. Mm-hmm. But and her conversations are usually about something with PJ Masks. But we, when we talk, <laughs> but when we talk, I, I really and I'll ask the kids often: Is there anything on your heart? Is there something you want to talk about? And sometimes Jude's like, "Mommy, my work was really hard for me at school today." Okay, well, let's talk about why. Let's talk about what's going on. You know, you're smart, and it's it's hearing these things that come from my mouth. It's intentionality of just saying, "Hey, I need to have a moment of conversation with my child, eye to eye." Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. One of our our pastor actually recently just told us and he said with that intentionality of having a conversation with someone and it not being passive um when you walk away from a conversation with someone can you tell can you remember what the color of their eyes were and every single day I want my children to be able to to mark the color of my eyes simply because I'm looking at the color of theirs and that intentionality seems so silly on paper it seems so silly but your kids change so much and they change so fast and they change so different work will be there. That email will be, will be there tomorrow. And I have learned probably the real, really honestly, the hard way that there are things when I'll, I'll journal about funny things that the kids say. And I'll, and I'm so glad that I have a journal and that I write these things down because I'll flip back to this time last year. And I'm like, I don't even remember that. If I hadn't written that down, that would have been a distant memory. Mm -hmm. But if I hadn't even set a time for margin for it, I would have missed the moment entirely. Mm -hmm. And that's where the, that's where the precious moments are made. Yeah, that's one thing that um, that really caught my, my mm-hmm. attention when you said it, that the eye to eye. And that's one thing that I really focus on with my kids mm-hmm. is if you're having a conversation with this, with mm-hmm. someone, look them in the eye. Mm-hmm. Because when you look into someone as you're speaking to them, mm-hmm. it creates that connection. Oh, yeah. And, and that is for as much of a proponent of digital communication and social media that I am, Mm -hmm. I understand that that is the the difference between Mm -hmm. digital communication and person to person communication. communication. There is, and I say this to my kids all the time because I do advocate for their, Mm -hmm. their electronic time. I'm good with them being on electronics all day, every day, Mm -hmm. but not to um, disregard the benefit of exchanging energy with someone in a personal relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's so important. Mm. I could I could have conversations with people all day long on Zoom, but Absolutely. the the point for me about this is to build relationships. This whole thing Absolutely. that I'm doing is building relationships and advocating for communication. Absolutely. And so the goal is to eventually always be in person Mm -hmm. because there's when I have an in-person conversation when I end up having an in-person conversation with the first few people that I had zoom calls with when I do that in person that's going to be a total different interview if it's tomorrow or if it's a year and a half it's not going to the difference is not going to be my skill level it's really going to be the energy that's in Mm. the room and the energy that gets transferred between each other absolutely we, and it goes back to scripture too, because we talk about, we, we, I have this Bible verse, um, in our home actually. And it says, um, it's in the book of Matthew and it says, let those with ears use them to listen. 
And I think that that's precious because it's it's very deliberate about the Bible, the body part that it talks about. Let those with ears use them to listen. But God doesn't always audibly speak to your ears. He speaks to your heart. And so I think that there's this eye, ear, heart, brain mentality of connecting, but the eye contact has to be the first thing. Cause, and I'll tell my children too, I need your eyes. I need your eyes. And they'll, and I'll get down on the level. You know, of course we have our moments, but we'll talk to them and I'll say, I need your eyes. Because when I, when I have your eyes and they can repeat and Jude more so Keller one doesn't really, but Jude being four goes, that's when you have my heart. And it's that's true. Right. When I have your eyes, that's when I know I have your heart. And I know and that's you can what I tell my me. kids. I say, mm-hmm. listen with your eyes. Yeah, that's right. Listen with your eyes. And <laughs> kids will hear you like, what? Listen with my eyes. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, my dad has lost it. But I think that there's, but there's this, there's this heart shift mm-hmm. there when you actually have someone's focal energy and, and attention to be able to say, I was, I was heard and I wasn't heard because I know their ears were tuning me in. I, mm-hmm. I was heard and I feel heard because their face showed me so. Absolutely. And that's a big moment. That's a big deal. Absolutely. And I'm sure. so intentional about that. Even and I, and I know that you, you have, you know, paid attention to this 366 challenge that I'm yes. doing. So that's one thing that I'm really focusing on mm-hmm. is when I'm, when I'm filming on my camera, I look <laughs> into the lens. Sure. And so I have to change my mindset. And when I'm filming someone... I have to communicate to them that Mm -hmm. you have to look at this lens as something that's not a piece of equipment, that it's not just a little robot with with just Cyclops, (laughs) but you're looking into the eyes of someone. Someone who's listening. You're speaking to me or I'm speaking to the audience. So that's their eyes. And so anytime you ever watch anything, then that person is looking into the camera Mm -hmm. and you have to understand that you're looking into their eyes because they're looking at the screen. So getting back to uh, your your social media presence, when did you start off blogging? Like when did you very first start? Like zero followers. Back before people knew how to spell blogging. And nobody was paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We had – so at the very, very beginning, it was more so – and I'm not going to lie, this was this was God doing some serious heart work in me because I was so not ashamed of my story because we were telling it and we were verbal about that and we were not hiding it per se. But I honestly started the blog to keep things off of social media because I thought if I start the blog, I can send that my dad's the baby of nine children. My mom has family here and we have family there. It was more so how to update our family and people who we have personal relationships with, personal relationships with. How can we... How can we inform everybody what's going on, you know, that, that's what's going on without having to just post it on social media? Because that's, let's be honest, that's how you keep up with kids these days. And, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. look how big she's gotten. And I can't believe he, you know, he looks just like his, you know, those little things. If you don't have a personal relationship with someone, and it is through a blogging, it's you're watching kids, people's kids grow up and that sort of thing. And that's amazing. That's a great part about social media. Um, but I think that with the with blogging, I more so was doing it to keep everything off of Facebook. And, and, and at the time, Instagram wasn't really a thing. But um, yeah, it was back six years ago in 2013. We started it over the summer. And I thought, I'm sorry, 2013. And I start we started it over the summer. And I was just more so my intentions were to not allow it to be as big as it got. 
And it was heart work because, oh, oh, he sits back and just (laughs) (laughs) watch this. Um, And he definitely has a sense of humor. I will take that to my grave Um, for sure. I see that with my children (laughs) because neither one of them, nobody under my roof shares an ounce of DNA and I love it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm like, oh, that was me. Oh, that that eye roll. Oh, that was me. Here I am. Um, There I was. (laughs) And Jude falls down the stairs. Oh, there I am. (laughs) So total klutz. Graceful. Grace should have been my middle name. Um, but, but yeah, I think when we first started our original, when I started the blog, it wasn't even something that I intended to have as much of a, as much of a presence as I really anticipate. So we, within the first year, we had 80,000 blog followers, like followers and subscribers and things to our, I didn't even know that there was a country named Georgia <laughs> until I started looking at where we had followers. And I was like, who in Pakistan, Georgia, a oh, that's not the Georgia flag. We live in Georgia. Where is this? And David's like, the country of Georgia. I have blonde hair for all of you listening that can't see me. Um, it was impressive. This about you. It was impressively <laughs> stupid. I'm not going to lie. Um, but whatever. I feel bad for saying that because there might be someone listening who didn't know about the Republic of Georgia. And anyway, I am and not meaning any disrespect. Know. Look, I almost called this show The More You Know, like yeah. those 90s commercials oh, yeah. that were informative. The More You and Know. Maybe I should have with maybe that little tidbit. Have. That's okay. We're going to call this World Changers because yes. by the time we're done, you're going to see what is happening. But I think that um, with our blog, it was more so to keep things off of social media. Mm-hmm. And then once one person just kind of there was 80,000 people within the first year that were emotionally invested but not just people that were maybe okay let's say half of them were nosy let's say 40,000 were actually emotionally invested let's say mm-hmm. 20,000 of those let's say half of that have personal relationships with Jesus and wanted to pray for me if there were 20,000 people around the world praying for someone and for something and for some sort of breakthrough is it a surprise that I'm sitting here talking to you about the names of my children not no, at all. not at all. There is zero surprise. What I think there is, what I think social media is lacking, that is there, there is a, there is a platform. Mm-hmm. It is not just a social media platform. It is a Jesus platform, mm-hmm. but that's what it has to stay. It has to be that platform. There wasn't, there wasn't social media back when my dad started a business in the eight, you know, in the seventies and eighties with his, my, my grandfather actually started it long before then. But I think biblically we can use this right to bring people to jesus to let people see the realness in your lives to answer their hard questions and do things like that and i think by sharing a little tidbit of our story just at the beginning about this is where we're at we struggle with infertility this is what's going on i think it sparked a lot of curiosity and it sparked a lot of nosiness from people but Mm. i'm hoping and i i don't know for sure but i'm hoping that a lot of people it's like you you come for the ice cream and the cake but you stay for the fellowship mm-hmm. and i'm hoping that that's what people came for that maybe they just wanted to taste the cake and see what the heck this girl was going to talk about but yeah. maybe they stayed because they now have a personal relationship and side note um we actually have a we actually had a girl that messaged me and she's like why do you do this why are you this is such tmi this is this this is that and i it was a huge moment of discouragement on my heart mm-hmm. and then within like i don't even remember the, the amount of time but within a short period of time after it was like the the Lord was like, you know what? I'm going to squash this on your behalf. And he sent forward a follower that said, hey, um, a friend of mine's cousin follows your blog. And I um, have an abortion set for Friday morning. And it was a Wednesday. And she said, I just read your blog. And I never realized the gift in which I was carrying. And I've chosen life for my child. Wow. And I thought, okay, I will keep speaking. I will say what right. I have to say. That one That one child is walking this earth. Yes, yes. It's just it makes it all what if it hadn't been shared what if it hadn't right. what if 
that yeah. person would actually it, not be alive it's, today. It's humbling. We are just the vessel, even through through mustard seed, all the way up to That's today. Incredible. We are just the vessel, being willing to share my story and my testimony, and being mm-hmm. able to 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 draw in people's hearts by just being real, by just saying, "Here I am, Lord, send me." Mm-hmm. So, in the book of Genesis in the Old Testament, Joseph is from the up lineage of Mary, mother of Jesus. But what is so monumental in Genesis is that God tells him, leave your father's father and your mother and go. And he doesn't say where, he doesn't say how, he doesn't say anything like that. And I think now with social media, it's like saying, hey, pick up your cross and physically walk. And what that looks like now is tell your testimony and share it to the world. And sometimes that means, yes, Lord, send me and I will physically walk somewhere where I have to go. And sometimes it's share your story so that I can walk. Right. Absolutely. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, it's, uh, you know, people are called to missions Absolutely. and some people are called to Bolivia and Russia and Africa. Pick up your cross. Trevor's not, Sure. but (laughs) I have got this. You backpacking (laughs) across the Himalayas. I really would like to see it. No, you said backpacking and I got tired. Um, (laughs) I tuned you out. But But for for me, mm. I I have this this character and this personality mm. that you know communicates mm-hmm. well and differently. Sure. And, and so my mission ground, my battlefield is Facebook and TikTok mm. and Instagram <laughs> and and Snapchat and LinkedIn and three out of five of those apps I don't happen. even have. Yes. <laughs> So like whatever else is is gonna happen, yeah. you know, in the future, it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be I, I think in that space mm-hmm. and whatever else it is that we do that mm-hmm. me and Stephanie do, mm-hmm. um, that's we're just we're not called to you know those those physical missionary sure. um, journeys, sure. but we have both, and I think that the skills that we've grown up with, her being in marketing and advertising for the past twenty years, mm-hmm. me. You know, growing up, um, you know, preaching in churches when I was a teenager mm. and, you know, growing up in my early 20s doing media and, and content marketing. I think that, you know, God's plan is just incredibly mm. intricate. Mm. And had I not gone through the things that I went through, Absolutely. I wouldn't have the stories that I have. Preach. Um, so I, I, that is I, my heartbeat. That is my living testimony. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And, and nobody, and somebody may have a similar story to you. Sure. But the difference is mm. nobody will ever be able to tell your story right. your way mm. from your perspective. Absolutely. So what did, what did you do, um, after it started getting so big, and I know you took a break for a while, so yes. what um, what what made you stop uh, for a little bit? Um, we took a break when we after we had a failed adoption, so we ha- we lost both of our, bio- our both of our biological sets of twins. So we had four sweet angel babies, and then we had a failed adoption a couple of months after that. And at that point, we were like, "All right, we don't believe in jinxing. We don't believe in anything like that." But like should we not be sharing this is is and it wasn't like is this all failing because we're sharing it but should we be guarding our hearts more mm. and so jude came about and jude um was born three weeks after we found out about him 
very little time to prepare, but the best of stories, and that's an, it's an amazing, just God-filled story that hopefully he has the opportunity to, to see the grace through and have the opportunity to share his story for himself one day. Um, but for, but for now, when Jude came along, we were like hermit crabs because emotionally we had done nothing but just been dragged through the mud. What So, so we thought, um, and now it makes sense. But back then we were, we just kind of hermited, if you will, if that's a word, we're making up words today. Yeah. Hermited. Um, and I think that it was more of an emotional, thing of, you know, when you're 15 years old and you go to take your driver's permit and you tell everybody that has a locker anywhere mm-hmm. remotely close to yours, yo, I'm going to take my test today. Mm-hmm. And then you fail. Mm-hmm. How many more people do you have to come back and tell? Hey, I feel all those people, not only do you have to go back and tell them, but none of them want to ride in the car with you ever. <laughs> so we were just like, right. but, but emotionally and spiritually, we felt like that was maybe what our hearts needed to do at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we had to go back and say, hey, we failed. Humbling. But we had to say, please keep riding in the car with us. Please mm-hmm. keep this spiritual journey with us. Please. So nine months after Jude was born, we finalized his adoption and everything was okay. Everything mm-hmm. we could finally breathe. Everything was good. And at that point, we knew he wasn't leaving us. There wasn't this opportunity, um, you know, until the Lord takes him home kind of thing. This is what we're doing this is this is our baby yeah and we were finally okay to share that from the rooftops and we did and of course that went viral too and it was yeah. just like all these people that had been sitting and waiting in the corridors like <laughs> waiting on the baby to cry kind of thing you know yeah. where what's going on and it was this sweet you know people would message us i've been following your story from the very beginning and it's just re you know just reinstated the things that i grew up believing or i grew up and i wasn't in church but it has taught me so many you know mm-hmm. just the lord's faithfulness but we felt like that had to be shared and so we kind of started back up but you we did take a little bit of a hiatus if you will, mm-hmm. um, to kind of emotionally regroup. Um, at this point, we were embarrassed as to how much we had asked for fundraising. At this point, we were embarrassed mm-hmm. as to the fact that people had given and no one, there was no fruit to the labor kind of thing. There was so much fruit, and I see that now, but there wasn't mm-hmm. back, you know, what we thought was, yeah, but they're donating for us to be able to adopt or do surrogacy, and we keep flunking at this. Like, we keep failing mm-hmm. time after time after time. We keep getting up, and the rug is just, and I, th- I think I now recognize this metaphor of me standing on the edge of a rug with my toes hanging off. That way, when the rug was pulled out from under me, I had enough time to bear Mm -hmm. myself and still stand on my feet. And that's not what God wanted me to do. He wanted me to be face down in the middle of that rug. So when he pulled it, it didn't move. Right. That's where he needed me. And so that's where we're at now is telling our story and what we can. We we try not to share a lot of our our children's stories because we want them to have the opportunity to share that. But I do like to say, I do like to to talk about the Lord's faithfulness and how they got to us because it is every bit worth sharing. Mm -hmm. So someone else can say, wow, I want to be able to have an opportunity to do that so that the Lord is given the glory. We share nothing for our own glory. We are just the vessels with work. We do nothing. None of it is, is, is on our own or for our own. Right. So um, what made you such uh, a strong communicator when when you built that um, that following at first, Mm -hmm. especially uh, what do you think was the the big draw for people? What do you think that it was your 
unique story or <laughs> and and really what kept people yeah. coming back you know because mm-hmm. i think if if something doesn't stay interesting like sure. you might you might walk up oh. to something that you know looks yeah. interesting at first you might gooseneck at an at an accident or something on the side of the yeah. road but two seconds later you forget about it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. unless there's real meaning in it mm-hmm. so so what was it for you that mm-hmm. um and this is really valuable sure. i think for my audience sure because the purpose of this whole thing is to learn how to communicate um, and build relationships. Mm. And I think that you have to be able to do Absolutely. that. It's not just about telling a good story. Mm. Oh, yes, 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 good stories are super duper important, mm. but especially in um, in a uh, area where you have a product of any kind, sure. whether you're a business, whether you're a an organization, a nonprofit Absolutely. that Absolutely. you know has you know homeless people or mm-hmm. you know child advocacy or human trafficking, sure. whether you're a church, your product is Jesus, Absolutely. and you have to be able to build a relationship. Hmm. So, how did you build that relationship with your audience? People don't care that people don't care what you know until they know that you care, mm. and you have to. Talk to them, back to that eye contact kind of thing. But through a blog, there's no eye contact there. Right. You and I struggle with anxiety and depression. So this is something that I preach to myself on a daily basis. I literally, on a daily basis. And what I need to draw a parallel to is, yes, this is what's happening, but this is what the Lord will do. This mm-hmm. is what the Lord has done. This is how he is working. He is here. And it all goes back to scripture. Anytime we are looking through the motions of when we were blogging and how we were keeping people's attention and things. And it really wasn't even just us. It was just the crescendo of the story naturally taking place as God was moving mountains and, and planting seeds and doing, I'm throwing in all these mustard seed innuendos and I don't mean to be, this is not a, this is not a business ploy. Yeah. Humble I did not plug. Mean to do, <laughs> humble plug. www.mustardseed. I'm, I'm just teasing. But this was, but this all comes back to scripture of this is what happened here. But when it was Rachel, when it was Rebecca, mm-hmm. when it was all these people that might have been struggling with infertility, this is what the Lord did. Mm-hmm. And it was all these, yes, let's let's talk about the realness. Let's, with anxiety and depression, let's let's discuss our emotions. Let's talk about it. Let's bring darkness, from darkness to light. Let's voice it to the world. But let's not hyper fixate in on that. Let's talk for the future. This is what happened, but this is what the Lord can do with that. Right. And that's where you emotionally have to make that switch. So I think in sharing with our blog and talking about it, A, being real. Because these are emotions that other people feel too. And if you sit there and sugarcoat things, you're straight up lying. You're yep. a, you are a liar. And that is not biblical. Be real, bring, but be an encouragement. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what happens when you bring from darkness to light the things in your mind that you know are not worthy of staying there. Because the longer they stay there, the longer they're going to, they have the opportunity to take root. Right. And once you have a full blown tree up in there, it's a lot harder to move it. If it's a seed that the devil's trying to sow, you can pluck that thing from the ground and tell it where to go. That's right. But in sharing our story to come back to what you, what you asked, it really wasn't our ability to, I don't know if it was our ability. I think it was all Jesus, our ability to keep people. It was the way that our story was unfolding. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of, but it was the grace at which we could relate it all back to scripture. And it was the, it was the way in which we, we handled it. It was, Hey, this is, and this is just the grace of God because there are things, there are ways I wanted to handle stuff that were not biblical. That was Mm -hmm. hello being real again. Um, But 
sometimes when you have like a confrontation with someone, instead of saying, you know what, I would really like to go toilet paper their house and then just strangle. Sometimes you have to say, that's what I want to do, but I know that is not what God wants me to do. And then not only just focusing on that, but saying, how can he, thinking about how can he use this for me? This particular conflict with this particular person in my life, what is he showing me here? And right. where, what is he going to do from, in 10 years from now, what is this going to mean to me? And looking at it from the long-term perspective. Right. So, so one of my, uh, one of my favorite books, I don't, I don't like physically read. Because <laughs> Audio books in your ears. I don't, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, that's just the way that I absolutely. learned, but I I get distracted and mm. like, if I ever want to fall asleep, yes, that's how I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Like five words done. Done. I'm, bye. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> um, like a light. <laughs> but one of my favorite books that I've gone through like four times last year oh, was wow. Gary Vaynerchuk's book, um, the thank you economy. Oh. And so what he talks about in there is is what I uh, and and really I just kind of thought about this as as you were talking as we've been talking, um, and like we mentioned, you know, having eye contact, mm, and absolutely. so that that method of the thank you economy. What he talks about is when people engage with your content, mm-hmm. engage back. Absolutely. If Absolutely. people buy something, say thank you. If mm. you know they post about your business or Absolutely. organization, acknowledge that. Yes. And I believe that that is the eye contact, contact of social media. Of I love social it. Media. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and so is that something that, that you did? Like just yeah. inherently, absolutely. not even really even thinking yes. about it as a marketing ploy or anything yes. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, was that part of your genuine nature? It was. And I'll tell you the part of my genuine nature that wasn't, and this is just, again, me being real. This is, well, welcome to the reality podcast. There <laughs> were a couple of things that people would say and ask, and, and especially about like, my physical nature of why why do you not have a uterus well do you ha- what do you what else do you what else do you not have what, right. what else do you have what do you have that right. you should and it's like um first off gross second <laughs> off <laughs> go, goodbye um second off no and it was answering their questions real mm-hmm. and being truthful and mm-hmm. saying no there is validity in your answer and whether you're just being nosy i have an opportunity to respond not react right but i got there's the reality of what I was. I did not want to respond. I wanted to react. And so sometimes that meant sitting in, on, a, on a message that I've read and them seeing that I've met, I've read it. Mm-hmm. Sitting on an unread message is like the most like <gasps> anxiety right. written thing ever because they know I've read this and I'm not responding. But it's <laughs> one of those crazy things. But again, margin. But I think that um, having to respond from a grace-filled way of saying, hey, no, no, no. Like I, I get where you're coming from with this question. And I think it's great. Um Maybe that's a lie. I don't think it's great. Sometimes some of the things people say to you when you're on social media. <laughs> yeah. But you're, but you're like, I, I see your, I see, you have to kind of try to see people's hearts behind it and answer it um, with grace. And so when they would, when they would ask and when we would have to engage, sometimes it was positive. Sometimes it was great. Sometimes it was, hey, I've chosen life for my child. Sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes it was just nosy answer, nosy questions. But having to acknowledge those too, mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, thank you for po- you know for for sharing our story." But also, when push came to shove, and it was something that you really didn't want to say thank you, but thank you for the opportunity for me to clear this up mm-hmm. because you're given an opportunity to respond and not react. And that there's Jesus in that. It all circles back around. Absolutely, hundred so. percent. Um, and and all of that. It's. I was listening to um, Ed Milet's podcast today, mm. and he he recently had Inky Johnson on. Oh, yeah. um and um yeah, and one thing that 
you said earlier um, about just kind of alluding to not knowing where you, where it was going mm-hmm. and and what the result was going to be mm-hmm. reminded me about something that that Inky said um, on Ed's podcast and and I had tweeted earlier and he said true courage is the ability to start something without any guarantee of success sure and that's that is like mm-hmm. the most practical and literal definition of faith that I have ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, Having the faith to be 100% terrified of what might happen, (laughs) but stepping out into Mm -hmm. that. um, Every blog post I posted, I was terrified the questions and responses I would get. Terrified. Were you ever terrified? Were you ever scared that, especially once you started to transition, once you got a following, and once you started to transition over into social media and Facebook and eventually Instagram? Sure. um, Were you ever scared of a lack of response? Absolutely. And basically being invisible. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. When you speak to someone, are you afraid of not being heard? All the time. Every time. You talk because you want to be heard, especially if you think that you have something and the Lord has told you that you have something to say. It's like, God, did did I hear you right? Did I discern your voice correctly? Mm -hmm. Because I I feel like you've called me to this and I'm using this platform for your glory, but nobody's listening and I'm not getting any responses back. That's, that's not your business. Right. Right. I hate to say, like, that sounds so ugly to say, but that's really not your business. Mm-hmm. What the Lord chooses to do with your voice and with the platform that you have been given, if, if, when it, when it get, if it gives him glory, let him do what he can. Let him do what he's yeah. famous for. Yeah, and time, time is so funny um, with, with people. people. We have no perspective of time, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, um, and oh, straight as, toddlers. And Absolutely. like, <laughs> and I could really talk about this w- with you, especially because like you really understand it. And I, I think my audience will really understand it too, because you know, it's, it's, it's local, but, um, and a lot of the people, especially going to listen to this episode, um, sure. have a kind of a basic understanding of biblical context. Sure. So when you think about the time it took for Noah mm. to build the ark, mm-hmm. like, he started it mm-hmm. took him like a hundred years it took him forever mm. to build this huge boat but it was like a chapter and a half mm-hmm. so it's difficult for me when um when uh like when a, a minister or someone will say oh well it, it lasted a chapter and a half or it lasted two chapters you're right like yo you can read it in five minutes that that's, is not that's 400 <laughs> years. Could be, yeah, potentially. Yes. And it, it may not even have said it, but like mm. t- our, our context of time sure. is so broken. And, mm. and when you understand that God has no time, mm. time is this like measurement instrument that man created and, you know, <laughs> that's something I have no grasp on because yeah. I'm terrible at time management. Um but when you think about that, that God's time, you know, it might be 30 years Absolutely. before what I'm trying to do mm. becomes, six, quote unquote, successful. successful. In your eyes, though. In my In eyes. Your eyes. Yep. It might have already been successful. It really already has. because Absolutely. Because... Um, my, my passion and my um, calling is to youth. Mm. And so... I, I have had so many of the kids that I work with at our church and um, that I mentor 
come up to me and say, I love your podcast. Mm. And I'm just like, what, what? You're like you're like you're 15, listening to my you're podcast? 15. Yeah. why are you listening to this oh, well, i was an econ in government no bro get off but, the headphones <laughs> get up. your but, mom's gonna kill like, me but like it's it's understanding like this this mm. change that's happening mm-hmm. it's not just the podcast sure. you know it's um it's my it's my instagram it's my tiktok it's my my facebook for like the three 15 year olds that are on facebook and they're right. just like okay boomer um, but you know it's somehow it's mm. speaking to them and the fact that they're on now maybe this episode mm. will really touch them and really move them um so i want to know and uh, i want you to tell everybody how you continue to build Mm. your relationships with the the communities and and msac sure um first being completely 100 percent transparent second validating people's thoughts emotions and fears Mm. because just because it's not from the lord doesn't mean that we don't need to pay attention to it Mm -hmm. There are things that the devil will try to stray you away from God's plan. It's not that it's not worthy of paying attention to. It's that it's not worthy for you to allow that to take root. Mm-hmm. Paying attention to it is the first step. It's like admittance is the first thing to an addiction or mm-hmm. something. It's getting over that denial. No, no, no. You know where that thought came from. And I'm going to validate that fear. And I'm going to say, you know what? That is a scary thing to think about. You know, we have families through Mustard Seed that come to us and they're, wor- they're worried about drug exposures with a child totally valid yeah but god's ability to answer prayer that you are speaking over this child's life i mean just like what Mm -hmm. you you have every reason to be afraid of something like that but don't stay there Mm -hmm. you can't stick you can't dwell on that fear you have to just completely lay that at the feet of jesus and walk away Mm -hmm. and that doesn't just look like people's um, fears about the, the physical nature of the child and, and their upbringing and things of that nature if they've been exposed to drugs and, and whatnot. But sometimes that looks like the financial aspect of adoption. Well, we just don't know. We had someone literally message us yesterday, one of our clients, and said, we went to church tonight and we were given a $25,000 donation towards our adoption. Wow. $25,000. And I tell people this all the time. When we have these initial consult calls and things with, with new clients, I talk to each and every new client and I pray with them. The first thing is to realize you are doing kingdom work. And anytime you're wanting to raise a disciple for Jesus, there's going to be pushback. And his name is the devil. Mm -hmm. Know where it comes from. Know who he is. Call him out by name and say, you have no place here. Mm -hmm. Because here I am over here trying to build this kingdom for Jesus because I know that he loves me. And I know all these things that that God has given me this calling. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to get there, I've got to squash you. And you need to go. Yep. And then you start, you, and I, I, I tell my families this all the time, guard your hearts and protect them. Guard your marriage and mm-hmm. protect it. Because your heart is where the devil's going to try to talk to you and plant those seeds of fear and doubt and, discer- and, and discouragement, mm-hmm. all of those different things. But when you, when you recognize these things because you've been put on alert for those, it's easier to say, oh, no, 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 I, I was told to, to watch out for this. Right. I was told that when, when, when the devil's MO is being threatened, He's going to rear back his ugly head. Oh, yeah. This is what he does. 100%. That's what he does. My anxiety and depression has not been this bad in probably about nine months. And I had a two-hour panic attack last night just knowing that I was coming here and doing this. My panic mm. attack had nothing to do with this. But every bit to do with the fact that the devil knew I would be talking about Jesus today. 100%. And he wanted me to be tired. 
because yep. when I'm exhausted, he has the ability to speak a little louder in my ears, mm-hmm. and it's not wor- it's not welcome here. Same thing. I had I had I, I did not sleep well yeah. last night, mm-hmm. and I and I 100 percent believe, and he's yeah. not. He, believe, no I 100 percent believe no. that that was it was interference, absolutely, uh, an attempt to interfere absolutely. with the spread of the gospel. Because this is what we're supposed to be doing. 100. percent I don't care if it's one person that writes and says, "Hey, I was going to choose abortion for my child." That's mm-hmm. why I'm sitting here with yep. this. Cold coffee because I can't keep drinking it because it's just got, you know, talking too much. (laughs) I can't do two things at one time. Um, But there's a reason. And you can't grow tired and weary from something that you you can't you you do. You get discouraged and you do these things. And especially with people's adoptions and things and and things. It it, sometimes maybe it takes a little longer than you imagined. Or sometimes that the process is a little bit different than what you thought it was going to look like when you really Mm -hmm. signed up and you got into this. Um, But none of it is a surprise to the Lord. And I think that the, the biggest thing to, to, for anybody who's listening when there are, it doesn't matter if you are listening to this because you're interested in adoption, or if you're listening to this because you want to adopt and go through mustard seed, www.mustard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but No, I'm totally joking. But, um, that has nothing to do with our conversation today. It is yeah. not, I don't care any, I don't care. I don't care at all about that. Right. And I'm not going to say I don't care about mustard because I do, but that is not the platform of this conversation. 100%. My, whether you are adopting or you are going through something whether there's a cancer diagnosis or whatever it is, it is always valid and always smart as a believer. It's a heads up display of saying on this side are all the things that I know to be true. Mm -hmm. These are the things that that I am chosen. I am loved. I am Mm -hmm. worthy because he has made me worthy. I haven't made myself worthy because I promise you I've seen my best and it is not that pretty. Mm -hmm. I want the (laughs) Lord's best. But on one side, it's all of the things that you know to be true. And on the other side, it's, it's a comparison. And that's where it just comes back to scripture and just knowing what mm-hmm. it is that the Lord does speak over you, whether it's, knowing it's social how to use media the tools. or not. Absolutely. And I had that conversation with uh, sure. some of the youth and, uh, that I, I work with recently that mm. if you don't know how to use a sword, mm. you're going to cut yourself. Absolutely. If you don't know how to put yes. a chest plate on, you're not going to be protected. Your heart's not going to be protected. Mm. If you don't know how to strap on a helmet Mm -hmm. it's going to fall off and your mind is not going to be protected so if you don't know how to use the tools if you don't know how how the tools are made how they work intricately Mm. and interconnectively with each other Mm. then you're just not going to you're not going to be protected Mm. and you're not going to be able to use those tools Mm. and you're not going to be able to speak life into yes. whatever situation is that might be destroying mm, that's you. That's gold. Um, I'm going to copyright you, but I'm going to steal that. That's I'm just okay. Kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Trademark. After, when this gets posted on Apple Podcasts, then <laughs> it's actually automatically copywritten. And oh, good. Okay, I, good. I, I will get royalties automatically. Perfect. That's and great. And just have your attorney talk to mine. Yeah, no, you'll be served. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last thing I kind of want to touch on sure. is uh, the community that you've built inside mm. uh, the groups mm-hmm. or the group that yes, you have uh, yes. for those families, you know, mm. MSAC families. And what what, is the, what was the difference for you? What, what drove you to uh, create that group mm-hmm. by itself? And how did that differ from um, just communicating generally on mm. the Mustard Seed sure. official page? So we created this company. Um from a personal standpoint, we wanted to be able to walk beside others who have, who are also praying and, and wanting to, 
to learn more about adoption. So mm. when families sign up with us, they're full blown. They're ready to go. The Lord has laid this on their hearts. They know it. I know it. The Lord knows. We are we're all on the same team here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the that's where in, in the book of Exodus, it starts talking about a battlefield. Um, and I think it's important that we recognize that no matter whether it's physical helmet, like you were saying, or a physical chest plate or physical sword, that those things are not just putting on the helmet of in a titanium <laughs> in a in a mm-hmm. in an actual helmet form it's it's preparing your mind for the scripture yep. and so that that's super metaphorical and i love i love i love that um in the book of exodus it talks about moses and um it's the the israelite army and the um the amalekite army and Moses has two friends with him and mm-hmm. Moses is um, sitting up on a hill. And as mm-hmm. long as your staff is in the air, um, the Israelite army will prevail. But as soon as you drop that staff, mm-hmm. as soon as you drop that staff, the enemy will begin to win. And I think that there is something so missed in when it comes to social media and there is something so missed when it comes to a physical brick and mortar job, there is something so missed when believers are not supporting other believers. There is something not right about that and having this community aspect and right here in the, I mean, the second book of the Hmm. Bible and Moses had two friends that came and joined him and Aaron and her came one underneath one armpit. Armpits are gross. They're smelly. They're yep. trench work. They're literal Especially trenches in your deodorant. arms. For real. There is <laughs> so many. There's so many. Aaron and Herc. Aaron comes under one side and her comes under the other. And there's just metaphorical. Let me. Uh, they hold his arms up to help keep that staff in the air. Mm-hmm. And as soon as if they were to leave and Moses's arms were to grow tired and weary, those arms would fall back. It's coming alongside these people. Coming alongside your fellow Someone who's called to do the same thing that you're doing and not mm-hmm. seeing it from a comparison factor of, well, this kind of stinks because I signed up with them first and with mustard seed first and they got matched before me. The Lord is not going to let you take home somebody else's baby and no one else is going that's home with right. yours. That's not going to happen. He is. That's what? That would never in a billion years happen. When a community with mustard seeds waiting families page I am very, I am a very little presence on there physically because that page is not for me. That page is not for me to, to get on there and always voice my opinion. Mm -hmm. That page was created so that they could be the community and support each other. There's waiting families on there. Mm -hmm. There's families who are not even home study ready yet that can't even do anything with the adoption process because Mm -hmm. they're still getting those they're paper pregnant at this point, but there are some people on there who have walked that they are trailblazers and they're veterans and they have walked through this process and they say, no, no, no. I was scared like this too. I, Mm -hmm. this is what I prayed. This is how the Lord answered. This is what it looks like now. And it's saying, no, no, no. Recognizing those fears, validating those emotions and Mm -hmm. saying, but we're not staying here. And together we're going to raise this staff in the air in a praiseworthy position of straight up humility. And we're going to allow the Lord to do what he's famous for. So how did you, how did you build that? You know, because people are scared. Oh yes. um, Especially when when it comes to things like this. Sure. But, but people are scared to, to step into a community, Mm. especially when it's a community that uh, of people that they don't know mm-hmm. like for me mm-hmm. i'm terrible at networking sure. so if i go to a networking event i'm terrified i don't know nobody knows me right. and i don't know anybody and, and i who. struggle with this <laughs> yeah. all the time and yeah. I, I recently just posted it in, um on one of my videos that 
I, I have this fear inside me, inside mm. my mind, that I'm not good enough and nobody wants oh. to hear what I have to say. Heads up, so, display that. Heads up, display that. Yeah. Like, Get rid of it. So I, I know mm. people are coming into this community, mm. especially at the beginning of it. They were coming in with that fear that, that, that the devil is putting inside them. Absolutely. How did, you, how you, did you build that? He doesn't want you hurt. He doesn't want you networking. Right. That's why you do it faster. Absolutely. So how did you, how did you build that? So we just built that small little, what, I mean, I call it, I call it an empire because an empire isn't, doesn't have to necessarily be made off of money mm-hmm. and brick and mortar and this huge monument, but emotionally it is, it is, it is an empire for them because they can go there, they can voice their questions. And sometimes even before they write and voice their questions, they can search drug exposure mm-hmm. on that waiting families page. Facebook has an amazing ability to do that now. So you can search financial um, fear. You can search little things. And so anytime drug exposure, that phrase is used, it will pull up different opportunities where other families who have trailblazed, who have walked before them have already had this conversation. And you know what that does is that validates their fear yep. because I am not alone. Right. I am not by myself in this. This is something that the devil has put here and it's not going to stay because now I have written out on this Facebook page what somebody else went through, how they fundraised, how the Lord provided, how they showed up with a $25,000, what? Mm-hmm. How that came to be all because of their ability to just take a step forward mm-hmm. and all because of your ability to go to that event and network, all because of your ability to say, Lord, send me. Mm-hmm. And so when they come to this Waiting Families page, by this point, they are mustard seed clients. Yeah. And they are signed up. They are gung-ho. They are ready. And they are on fire. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't still have those fears. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the devil's not going to try 16 times harder than he did yesterday before you made this decision to pull the plug and actually sign up. It's right. going to be that way. That's what it's going to look like. But we know who that is. We recognize it. We know what those fears are. We validate them because we know that they're real. Those are real emotions. Mm -hmm. But we don't validate them in a way to say, you know what? These emotions should stay and stick around. That's not where they belong. So the Waiting Families page allows our families to walk through life together. Mm, it is we I are called that. we are called in a commu- with a community of believers. We are called to surround yourself with like-minded people who are going to pour into you, who are going to physically fill your cup because through this process we are not just financially drained anymore. We are not I hear these are things that I hear people say, we are not just emotionally drained anymore. We are completely discouraged because we're seeing nothing from they're just saying things in the inside their head the devil has put there. Yeah. And I just let them talk. Get it out talk get Mm. it out hold your hair back and vomit that out i mean that's so gross but get it out don't think about it anymore bring it from darkness to light those things and then allow yourself to be rallied around and allow that community of like-minded believers that you have purposefully surrounded yourself with four times such as these Mm -hmm. allow them to speak to your soul Mm -hmm. allow them to be the hands and feet of jesus and that there's accountability there when a family signs up with mustard seed and you have walked this process and this is what it looks like for you and you had all these fears but this is how god provided you you are held accountable to share those things to Mm -hmm. have that voice and say this is how the lord provided for us he can do it for you too And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're also going to show up with a briefcase of $10,000 worth of cash that just Mm -hmm. laid on her. We had another family who said that last week. And we all have a presence on 
all of us employees have a presence on that social media page, but that is just for them to pour into each other. It's like sitting back as a, as a mama duck and just watching your kids wait around in the, in the pond together. Mm -hmm. And occasionally you'll see one step out and you know that the Lord has called them out of that. And they, they've called, you know, the Lord is calling them to something else, but then mm -hmm. you see the others kind of circle around each other. And sometimes they fight for food, but mm -hmm. <laughs> no, this, they're just ducks. But, but sometimes, um, we have to, and we definitely have to remind ourselves and recognize that there's not this, it's not created for this place of competition, yeah. but it is literally created so that you, Aaron, and you, her can come alongside Moses and help hold her hands in the air yep. because she has grown tired and weary. And as soon as she drops that staff out of that praise position, the devil's going to know that he has won. Right. And without that community, Absolutely. there is no there success. Is no, you have to surround yourself. You have to surround yourself with people who are going to pour into you when you cannot pour into yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't say these words over myself anymore. I'm tired of listening yeah. to myself. I need to listen to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I say that so many times to, to students and teenagers mm -hmm. um, that <laughs> you can't just be the support for everybody all the time. Right. You're going to get tired. Absolutely. You're, you're going to be, your you're going to be empty mm -hmm. eventually. If you're mm -hmm. not, if you don't have a community that's, We're that's human. lifting you up, yes. that's pouring into you. If you're yes. not pouring into yourself, mm -hmm. you have to pour into yourself mm -hmm. first. You cannot pour from an empty cup. 100%. There's nothing there. What is there to pour? Absolutely. It's amazing in another biblical perspective of just the five loaves of bread and the two fish and how many people that fed. Um, right. And and understanding that before Jesus multiplied that, he broke it. Sure. Sure. When I, 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 was, I don't remember who I was listening sure. to recently. Uh, I, I think it was... Um, um, Stephen Furtick, oh, Elevation Church. Yes. And he talked about that, about how before God multiplied, he broke it. Mm -hmm. So understanding, not getting discouraged in those moments of when you're broken mm -hmm. and when God is humbling you, mm. that understanding that on the other side of that mountain, there's multiplication. I like how you said mountain. A mustard seed, if you will, planting it, having the faith the size of a mustard seed, mm -hmm. turns into this massive tree. Yep. Massive tree. But for you to plant something, it has to first die. You have to bury it. You have to, it has, you have to water it, and you have to feed it, and you have to try to nourish it. But if you have a desire and a dream in your heart, fill it. Pray yeah. over it. Have your community of like-minded believers praying over that with you. Bury that. But feed it scripture. That is the, the bread of life. This is the, mm -hmm. that is, that is your, that is your water. That is your nourishment. Nourish your heart and your soul in that. So that not only just so you're prepared for battle, not mm -hmm. just, so, but so that you have the strength and you have the scriptural remembrance. You have those, those scriptural um, references in your brain to refer back to when the days grow weary and tired. Yep. Um, that this is what this looks like. And this is what scripture told me. And I can reverberate everything that just can't, that I've remembered. I can, I can, mm -hmm. I can regurgitate everything that I've read because I've memorized it and I've spent time doing so. I've nourished my brains. But that same, that seed, when you plant it before you're nourishing it, it has to die to itself. It has to, it has to die. It has to no longer see sunlight. Yep. And then it takes root. And when it takes root and the stronger it gets, mm -hmm. the more root worthy it gets, the harder it is for any storm to weather it down. Yeah. And the harder it is for anyone to chop it, the, hard, the, the, the more work it would take. And you recognize that work and you call him by name and you tell him where to go. Yeah. 
Absolutely. We could go I All mean day. this is this has already yeah. been a, a long episode. Uh but it's it's been it's always so much fun. I love Aww. talking with you um, and especially about uh, all this kind of stuff. And we could we could mm-hmm. go all day long talking about, you know, metaphorical applications. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to start hearing my stomach growl on this podcast. If we're yeah, not careful. for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's going to it's going to happen it's and coming. my coffee's gone. So that's usually right. when Ooh, I know problems. that yeah, it's time for the episode to be over is when my coffee <laughs> is gone. Oh, yeah. Um but but thank you so much mm. for you know coming on the yes. show and having conversation with me. I've learned things. Sure. Um, I've gotten insight on on things. Um, so if this this is the point where it's okay to plug. Okay. So if people want to find oh. either you personally mm. sure. or um, mustard seed, where would they find you guys? So on Instagram, we are at growing underscore Gilmers. Don't spell out underscore is just the underscore growing space Gilmers is physically what it looks like on there. Um, but, and then on Facebook, we're Jessica David and we're it's um, our mustard seed page and everything is, is found at mustard seed adoption consultants. Dot com. Dot com. That's the website. But yes. Dot com. Dot com. Or, or on Instagram at mustard seed adoption consultants. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super grateful. Awesome. Yay. Bye guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the episode today. I really, really appreciate your attention. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on every social media channel at Uncle Pudge. That's at Uncle P-U-D-G-E. I really hope you got some value out of the episode today, and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks.